Hello, I'm Christopher Moretti. I am Haley Arana. And you're listening to Denim on Denim. What's up, kids? Today is the 23rd of April, the year 2018. The day that you're listening to, absolutely nobody knows. Nobody knows we've at been, all. <laughs> we've been gone from the podcast for centuries. I was just saying that. Uh, I don't really remember how to do the pod anymore. <laughs> Literal uh, actual ages, like me setting up the audio equipment. Normally I get flustered. <laughs> Today I was just, uh, nobody knew. Yeah, like we have like the normal like 30 minute period where Chris is just like huffing and puffing around his room, like not knowing what to plug in. But like today specifically, like I feel like everyone. Well, no, <laughs> I know I know what to plug in. It's me just trying to do everything in like 30 seconds. That's, yeah. <laughs> It always happens too. We a lot for extra time. We get caught up chit chatting, playing songs, and then it's time to do the pod, and we like don't know what's going on. Um, but anyway, yeah, we had been trying to do an episode for like a while. In fact, for all the CFA kids who listen to this here pod, we have a rather special episode coming up that is kind of part of the reason why we haven't had an episode in so long. Is that it was like about to happen. But then didn't happen. Moral of the story is we have a super special guest. We have probably one of the most highly anticipated guests <laughs> in, in the CFA world, I would say. Yeah, in the CFA in world. In the CFA world, in a certain field of CFA things, you know you yeah, know who. If you know, you know. Yeah. but the If you don't know, then you don't know. That don't, sucks. Yeah. You just got to figure it sucks out. Suck, Brain whatever. games. Um, get in with the right crowd. Find out. Um. But so, yeah, we're really excited about that. Hopefully that will be coming in the next couple of weeks. Look out for the super secret special we'll see. episode. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Nobody really knows at this point. We might even drop it on like the deep dark web <laughs> just to see if you're true denim on denim. Fans. Yeah. People have come up to me like in the last couple of days and been like, so like, what's up with the podcast? I'm like. I was not aware anyone was like missing us at all. But like <laughs> we miss you, too. Yeah, I mean, every now there is a, a little bit of magic that comes into Chris's little dorm room every yeah, time we there do the is, pod. There is magic, um, and I miss you guys. I miss you as listeners, <laughs> but just so we're clear and on the same page, I really don't care what you think. <laughs> At the end of the day, fuck off. <laughs> um, anyway, but kind of a lot has gone down. There's been a... We've had, um, like... We're pretty much in the thick of finals now, all of a sudden. Yeah, so the reason why we're rec- we're recording now, and it w- you probably won't hear this until, I mean, I nobody know. knows. Um, <laughs> Next year. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> is because we're all super busy in the thick of it. I really only have like an hour and a half of free time, and here we we'll are see. spending Maybe it. We'll re- edit one minute of it at a time over yeah, the next we'll see. six years. Um, but Chris went had a took a little trip on over to uh, my homeland to California. Yeah, I was in California. Com. I was in LA for a little bit, and then I went down to Newport Beach, uh, which is very pretty down there. Um, I really enjoyed the time, enjoyed the sun. It was yeah. nice, good little getaway. Yeah. Um, and I do have to say, In and Out fucking sucks. I have. It is dreading. not worth the hype. In and Out is a trash corporation. And they should be ashamed of themselves. It is West Coast mumbo jumbo hype that is really not good. It's just West Coast people trying to add one more thing besides the weather. And it just failed. I mean, just to name a few burger places that are better than In-N-Out, we got BurgerFi, Tasty Burger, Shake Shack, Five Guys, You Burger, uh, 
Jess's homemade patties are delicious. So <laughs> all of that, take that all in. It's all better than In-N-Out. It's, I, was, I was really expecting it. I gave it a shot. I thought it was going to be good. And it wasn't. I was just disappointed. All right, Chris, I've given you 40 seconds of ranting about In-N-Out. Um, that's pretty much all I'll be able to muster. I will not contest you that Jess's burger patties are pretty dank. But I have been dreading this conversation since you got back from California. And I started hearing all this fucking In-N-Out slander. And I've been seething ever since. Um, and the guy next oh to me, I was saying this stuff in, in and out. I was like, wow, I'm really let down. The guy next to me was agreeing. He was what? like nodding. He was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, man. But he didn't say anything. He was just like, looked at me and was like, yeah, basically. I'm shook. I hate that. Whatever. Um, yeah, I choose to not comment. Literally, Chris came up to me the day he got back from California and was like, oh, in and out. And I was just like, we can't talk about it. And he was like, I'll talk about it on the pod. And I was like, I'll listen. But also, like, in another thing, on in last, lastly, lastly, I forgot to mention McDonald's and Wendy's. All right. Because, like, all, all the in and out people are going to be like, but it's so cheap. McDonald's is way cheaper and it's better. So, end of discussion. All right. Let's just, yeah, let's just move on from that. Um, another kind of extremely prevalent thing that has gone on recently is that myself, Chris, and many, many people in TFA, as well as other friends, have been watching a documentary called Wild Wild Country. Um, I just want to shout out Sam Lyons. Sam Lyons, episode three, everybody. If you don't know who we're talking about. Um, he brought us into this world of Ma Anand Sheila <laughs> and Bhagwan and the Sannyasins <laughs> and Rajneesh Param. Param. Just w- what you want to do is... You're going to want to go on Netflix.com, <laughs> type in Wild Wild Country, p- press play, and then immediately press pause. Now come back to our podcast here, press pause, watch the entire series, and then come back yeah. so you get so all the jokes. Make sure you allot yourself like eight hours of free time. It's an absolute requirement to continue listening to this podcast. If you're not wearing all red, if you're not listening, if you're not watching Wild Wild Country, you might as well just like stop listening to this podcast. Honestly, yeah. So, and Ma Anand Sheila will know if you choose not to watch Wild Wild Country. 100% our new goal as Denim on Denim is to get Ma Anand Sheila on the pod. Yeah, open invitation. Sheila, if you're listening, this isn't a, I'm not daring you. <laughs> I, I swear, I'm not daring you. Um, you c- we will definitely embrace you on the podcast. <laughs> Listen, this woman has more incredible quotes than literally anybody I have like watched a series about a show. This bitch is just a real ass human, and I love her so much. I'm such a sympathizer for this cult. Oh yeah, it's about a cult. I don't. We. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we really gave no it's, context. It's about it's about a cult and <laughs> led by Bhagwan. Um, Bhagwan was like this influential like guru. Gu- he was a guru who like in India denounced um the Dalai Lama, and then so like people he was like pro capitalist yeah. and like free love, and then. And then so eventually there was like, I'm not going to summarize yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. but eventually they wild move, stuff goes down, wild stuff goes down and they move to Oregon. They just bring the cult and they move it to Oregon. Yeah. And let's say the, the fine Christians. Of, <laughs> I don't even know if that's an Oregonian accent, but like <laughs> that was just any old. Accent. That was you any. Pulled out the hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was like stock. You go in the files like yeah. stock. Yeah. American. <laughs> yeah, stock. 
<laughs> stock photo accent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to s- a couple of current events, actually one really specifically. I guess that since we are like kind of a trends podcast, we should address the Yodel Kid who has gone viral on none other than Twitter.com for yodeling in Walmart. Um, it was really funny at first. Yeah, I've got to say, I think in 2018, um, memes have become commercial and I'm not trying to be like the CFA kid in all black. That's like, <laughs> but yeah, smoking was, a cigarette yeah, on the porch, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> hating life, but <laughs> memes have become commercial and I hate it. I just like the Coachella appearance was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so too. brought on stage at Coachella. Also Coachella is a lot. Like, <laughs> oh, I agree. Honestly, completely. you oh need to, God. you, if you went to Coachella. You need to accept accept shout out Mike Corbin, my middle school guidance counselor. He goes to like every <laughs> show everywhere. This is fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're, You're exempt fi- from this. Fine. If you went to Coachella and you th- just look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what could I be spending these three days doing? Watching Wild Wild Country, listening yeah, to a new podcast, yeah, reading and a just book, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, how can I make myself a better person? <laughs> I think that will go a long way. Um. Anyway, so we're going to read a tweet as we usually do. This one, unfortunately, surprise, surprise, I can't read my own handwriting. I think it's at Bob Volfov. At Bogwan. <laughs> okay, so the tweet reads, don't worry, kids. Your mom and dad will still be friends, and we both still love you so much. It's just that dad is goth now and needs to explore that on his own. <laughs> when Haley read this tweet to me the first time, I... <laughs> it's... It's a good tweet. It's I mean, a great tweet. Yeah. And also, I 100% identify with this. I'm going to be wearing black lipstick till the day I fucking die. Of course. <laughs> um, Honestly, I'm thinking about wearing, like, a black turtleneck in my senior recital. Like, how do I, ra- <laughs> <laughs> how do I raise my children knowing that, like, their mom is goth? <laughs> like, I need them to know. Like, I might wear pink shoes, but... At the end of the day i'm wearing pink shoes right now you're wearing pink shoes but at the end of the day <laughs> everything above those shoes is black so <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna have to i deal with live it. for the all black wardrobe the black turtleneck um it's iconic sorry it, it, it's sorry. an iconic look especially matched with like a navy blue like velvet blazer like <laughs> for i'm thinking think about like classical performance yeah okay? i understand yeah like dark not i guess darker than navy yeah and then yeah. the black it's just kind of like you're you're a badass Damn, maybe I should wear like a black turtleneck pantsuit to my seniors. I don't. What if we all did that? Imagine I'm, <laughs> everyone. I'm down, but class. I'm also equally down for wearing uh, a all red jumpsuit because Bogwan and Manan Sheila. Okay, yeah, correct. I'm here for that. With excuse me, with the um, chain with Bogwan's face on it. If my memory doesn't forbid me, Jess Graves, Jessica Graves, our very own, is wearing sunyasi colors for her. Recital. Yes. Yeah. Jess is a sannyasi. Wow. Yep, okay. Yep. All right. You heard it here first, guys. Anyways. But you really didn't because Jess's performance will be before <laughs> this before airs. before this ever comes so out. So joke's on Sorry you. For this. We've been a bit of a mess. Whatever. What are you going to do? Nobody knows. If you were good listeners, you would have heard this before it aired, but you're <laughs> not. So. If you're a good listener, you would have been on the pod already. So, like, everybody else. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, we love you. We love you. Listeners. We love everybody. Yeah. We'll probably have you on the pod eventually if we like you. Um, but, however, without further ado, it is now our pleasure to welcome probably the podcast's number one biggest fan, none other than Greg McKnight. Hello, Greg. 
Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Greg walked into English and, oh wait, or did I say hello? And you, we, we probably said it at the same time. Yeah, we literally, <laughs> Greg comes in like, hello. And I'm just like, all right, like, we got you. <laughs> You're just going to gas up Chris Reddy. Hello. <laughs> okay, bye, lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick anecdote. When Chris and I were going, Chris, Jess, and I were going to Vienna. And everybody gets, like, really questioned at Border con- border Patrol, right? So um, this guy's asking Chris all these questions, like, oh, where do you go to school? What are you doing here? Are you visiting? And I'm like, <coughs> I'm a saxophonist. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Chris is like, yeah, like, I'm a saxophone player, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, so he gets all these questions, and then I roll up after him. And he's like, you travel with him? And I was like, yep. And he goes, Okay, bye, lady. And then, like, stamps her passport and, like, stamps just... my passport. Peace out, deuces. That was it. It was just like, like, Haley was Chris's property. Yeah. Like, you know, just like, is it a side? Okay, yeah, it was just like, all right. Like, I guess so. Anyways, Greg, you've been so eager to be on the pod, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? Where are you from? What do you study? Interests? I... Just a little spiel. From Virginia, the VA, we call where I'm from the DMV, mm-hmm. not the Department of Motor Vehicles, but mm-hmm. DC, Maryland, Virginia. Lived there for like 20 years, and I was like, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. Then I came to BU, and I'm here, and I started studying English. Um, interest are, I guess, screenwriting, photography, skateboarding, running. Uh, memes. Everyone's interested in memes and <laughs> Boston sport teams. You said that you um really wanted to do film for a while, right? Yes, like so sophomore, not sophomore, community college. That's how I started my uh, mm-hmm. post high school education. I watched probably two to three movies a day. Whoa! Because I was just like that kid. Like I, so like let me just put it out there. I had the Tarantino phase. Oh, of and I was yeah. thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you know, if you want to be a filmmaker, just like be like Tarantino and watch movies all damn day. Yeah. So I would come home and like I would watch like just a bunch of obscure shit. Like I was on IMDb probably more than Facebook. Like I was just <laughs> oh like God. I had to check off every movie I saw and rate it. IMDb fiend. Dude, I and love. Was, I'm here for IMDb. That was me. So, yeah. <laughs> so like new. I don't know. I had this phase like who was the was Elliot the film guy who was on yep. here? Yep. So like I was watching like I was like okay Godfather I get it but then I was like Four Hundred Blows Seven Samurai mm-hmm. Jim and Juliet like all these like f- foreign films I thought it was like wow I fucking love this mm-hmm. also I was just I don't know so I had a film phase yeah and then I came to BU and what happened I met a bunch of other English majors who were like oh we're trying to like be lawyers and I was like oh you know what I once upon a time in ninth grade thought mm-hmm. I could be a lawyer because I read To Kill a Mockingbird <laughs> and then like yeah <laughs> I was like I won't be Atticus Finch when I grow up and then and then I realized book. I will be a lawyer thank you I was like I turned oh, yes, 20 and I was like I'm growing up now so <laughs> I I don't know I was like hopping around Boston looking at law schools like wow maybe I'll do this and then you know you just get tired of school and now I'm 22, and I'm like, wow, film sounds attractive again. Like, I don't oh, really, really want to. I don't want to go back to. I mean, grad school maybe, but at the same time, like knowing how I feel right now, Haley, like just like, <laughs> oh, school could wait. You know, like give me like a solid. Just I just I need to like, be like hobby filled. Yeah. For the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> just before the pod, we were talking about how everybody is saying to each other like, oh, what are you doing after school? Like. 
what are you plan? What are your after college plans? Post college plans? And we were saying that we should start saying like a new like ridiculous hobby that we want to pick up. Like instead of like, oh, I'm gonna like try to get a job and do that. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna try swimming or pottery. pottery. Yeah, pottery. <laughs> Legos. Like just devote all your time to this thing. Or remember like that lady who just got really good at Microsoft Paint. Right. I'm about to be doing that, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, how old are these, like, Lil Pump and all these, like, fake rappers right now, like, 17, making terrible music. And, and doing well. Lil Tay <laughs> is nine years old and has more money than all of us in the room. Dude, I'm not <laughs> Like, that's the that. thing. Like, you oh, make man. a meme, you get famous, and then you go to Coachella. Like, yeah. It's just... <laughs> you make a meme, you get famous, you go to Coachella. There it is. And you document it all in Microsoft Paint. Yeah. yeah. My memoir will be done in Microsoft. Like, honestly, a Twitter handle is more valuable than your degree at this point. Like, you just... (laughs) All right. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, so many people have gotten, like, ridiculously rich off of, like, YouTube or, Mm -hmm. like, Twitter or, like, by accident. Casey Neistat, like, and his whole, like, clan of people who want to be just like him, Mm -hmm. like... I mean, he's cool because like, he did it first, but like, yo, everyone now wants to boost it forward. They want to hold the giant ass DSLR, yeah, and like do vlogs in New York every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, when we started this podcast, Chris and I like maybe we'll just like accidentally get famous from the pod. Maybe I <laughs> maybe mean, nobody knows at this rate <laughs> since we can't even put out an episode. <laughs> that's been so. But true. I think like if you if that's what you if your goal is yeah. to be famous, you you can't be in school or do anything you can't have a like you can have a job but really you can't because you need to be so focused on what you're on your mission on your goal and like you have to i guess go in debt before like i I saw did you guys see the bu students as vines thing yeah and one it was like the cfa one it was like that little girl and she goes I want to be famous. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you're really hitting us with that. But that's like more school of theater. Yeah. Than, uh, <laughs> SOT slander. Yeah, shout out school win. of theater. What's up? Yeah. Can't ever get you to come to a meeting. It's fine. Nope. No but we can fine. hear you all the time. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Greg, you're an RA at BU, which we find very intriguing i think this is the most intriguing not the most intriguing thing about you but it is It'll very the, intriguing it feels like a fake fact it's the big- <laughs> and i I, kinda, I am the person saying that it feels like a fake fact like what it's the biggest like i feel like tell all secret that we yeah. would like to know about bu's ra resident assistant um program so do you have any like w- I mean, weird or like it's wild more horror stories. What about like room checks, like over yeah. break and stuff? Things you find. Yeah. yeah. One time I walked into a room and found a thousand dollars. Just like out. Yeah, out. like cash. There we have it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, kids, thanks for listening to Denim. <laughs> like, like I didn't like I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, like th- like that's there. Did and, you like, count I it? it? Did you count? Like I counted it like like <laughs> from a distance. Like he's like my pinky. And I was like, I don't want to like get my prints on this, but I was like, that's a lot of bills. And th- okay, the thing is like okay, international not, student reacts only. It's not like <laughs> a bunch of singles or twenties. It was Benjamins. That's the thing. No! That's the shocking thing. It was Chris no! Benjamins. It was like ten Benjamins. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, and that's easy to count. Like, I'm yeah, like, like, okay, so like after seeing just through? the crisp ten one hundred dollar bills on the table, did you? What did I find next? Yeah, like did you were were you like okay, where are the drugs? 
<laughs> like a three foot tall bong. In the same room. <laughs> three feet. Like like I was looking like this is like cartoonish. In the same room. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, what else? Uh, I found this kid had a denim. A kid, I shit you not. A denim pillowcase and a denim comforter. Yeah, there we go. Sent me a photo. <laughs> denim on denim. But like, imagine us trying to get this kid to come on the pod and be like, "Listen, there's this kid bag. He's your RA, and he told us you have a denim on denim bed. Welcome to the podcast." RA <laughs> yeah, life is just weird because like you feel like like I'm 22. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm comfortable with my age. Yeah. But I get like you know I have a form of like everyone's like you know birthday home address. I have all that personal shit, mm-hmm. and I see like born 99 and i'm like what the hell like that doesn't seem right like yeah and i'm realizing like these people are like hella young and i'm like kind of old now to them Mm -hmm. and like it's just odd because it's like i don't know like i see some residents and i'm like hey what's up and i just think like it's little like it's just yeah i've been talking with like some of like the first year people in CFA and I've just been like, wow, like this world fascinates me. Like, I can't believe that was us. Like, so that was us like, like a couple really years ago, recently. Honestly. It's yeah. because the grind of college really changed you and you become real bitter real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's like once you, <laughs> once you've hit 21, I got really weirded out when people would say, I'm not 21. I'm mm-hmm. like, come out with me. And they're like, no, I can't. I'm not 21. I'm like, what are you what are you saying like <laughs> it doesn't compute you're like what yeah. yeah it is kind of weird to think that like we're kind of real adults at this point but like absolutely a fake adult like no yeah doubt. yeah like, and it's just like yeah because bu is still like dreamland it's <laughs> really yeah, is yeah, for sure yeah i mean if you're getting those like mental health coloring packs you know that yeah. we're, that we're still kind of babied or playing with those play-dohs mm. Um, so do you have any, like, ridiculous, uh, residents? No, nah, I wish. I, I have more, I have just, like, loud-ass frat boys. Oh, so really? Honest. Oh, yeah, because you're, he's, you're Even a West, West, you're a RA. West campus. West RA. campus, like, okay, so if I put, paint a picture, the floor above me last year, like, six of the residents became players for the Bruins. So it's what? like, oh, yeah, yeah, like this is yeah. like the Freddy. I I'm here at BU because I play a sport dorm. Okay, got yeah. it. So 1019, probably, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And like the thing is with this dorm is just like it's so a lot of hockey players, a lot of soccer players. So like you, their whole identity is just like I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. And like I said this once, <laughs> it's like when you're at West Campus, it's like every damn day you see someone just BU hoodie, BU sweats. Yeah. And that's so BU true. backpack. Like, that's just, like, the gets higher. Yeah. So when you're just, like, living your life, like, oh, I'm going to wear a nice outfit and, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 be not pretty. People look at you like, I think they look at you weird, but you feel out of place for trying to look good. You know, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> Dang, that that is true, though. Like, it's like a uniform in West to, like, have on, like, BU attire. Also, when it's I wake like, up, I see people like r- doing sprints at 7 a.m. Yeah. I'm just like, what's <laughs> going on? Like across the field when it's snowing out? Like, <laughs> no. So, another thing that I wanted to ask you about is obviously, Chris and I are very obsessed with the hit documentary Wild Wild Country featuring Bhagwan and Mana and Sheila, our heroes. But when I was first getting really into the um, documentary, I changed my Finsta profile picture to Bhagwan. And you replied to one of my posts and you said, 
is your profile picture Osho, which is what like they call Bhagwan sometimes in the documentary. They call Bhagwan Osho once he pieces organ. Yeah, once he leaves organ. So this A-ball told me that you were a true-ass Bhagwan follower, and B-ball that you were somehow involved in sannyasi culture. So <laughs> <laughs> did you know about, like, the cult or like the really no, weird stuff before you read because you said you read a book by him right i read a book by him like okay so 2012 ish okay this is so long ago Corp, it was called courage the joy of living dangerously and like 2012 was like a big year okay so like i just had finished freshman year of high school uh-huh. and i took this class called pre-ap world history and literally it was just like okay we're going to teach you what Buddhism is, Hinduism, Taoism. You read a Bhagwan book for high school? We, we were just like, literally, our, half of the ninth grade textbook was like, hey, in the Eastern part of the world, there are religions other than Christianity and like Judaism. And I was freaking out because, like, what the <laughs> hell? I thought there was only Christian. I thought Jesus was the only religion. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're, you serve yeah, Jesus for atheists. <laughs> you know, that's that, it's that black and white. And I was yeah. just like shook. So then I like learned about Buddhism and like, like kind of like Osho's thing by uh-huh. myself and I got my mom pretty pissed cause she was like what's this Buddha stuff <laughs> and I remember like buying like a mala bead you know what a mala is no like it's like this like beads like I'm being so like um not correct but it's like it's basically a string of prayer beads okay and you there's 108 of them for a symbolic reason and you use them to like pray and meditate on mm-hmm. and I bought one of these I remember like having it and my mom just being like like, what is that? And just, like, <laughs> I remember the peak moment. I don't think my mom got mad at me for this, but she did. She was, she was like, I'm not liking this Buddha stuff. Uh-huh. But I remember one day I was at my grandpa's house who yeah. lived in Maryland and, like, Prince George's County, which is really, really close to D.C. And I just saw the newspaper because they get the Washington Post because they're old. And it <laughs> said, Dalai Lama, Day of Peace, coming to, like, the Capitol lawn. And I was like, Yo, granddaddy, can you take me to this? And he was like, sure. Yo, granddad. And so Saturday morning for free, I just saw the Dalai Lama speak uh-huh. in person with my eyes. Uh-huh. And I remember hearing him speak. And I was like, what the hell? Why do I not like, why haven't I been taught this guy? Yeah. And it's just like, so, yeah, I mean, I, I dabble in the Eastern religions here and there. Interesting. And so how do you end up reading Bhagwan's book? I, I don't know if someone recommended it to me. Or if I bought it just on Amazon. Does he seem like a wild man based on the book? Or is it just like seem like I somebody's mean, ideas? Like, it seems like he seems like he wouldn't have. I can't picture him r- sitting down at a MacBook <laughs> typing out this book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure he right. said this stuff. But like, sure. who put it to words? <laughs> Sheila is on hard. <laughs> I can't do Sheila, it. I, can't. I can do it. She is on drugs. She is on hard drugs. You got. You gotta watch the documentary. This okay? dude, honestly, like he's. He, I get sun raw vibes from him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to En three twenty seven. Just plugged the pod to the class today. Um, um. Anyway, so what other? I know that you are very interested, like film, and um, you read a lot. Um, but what other creative projects do you find yourself working on or do you have interest in? Uh, right now, it's just kind of just been photography. Mm-hmm. Like, I was talking to Chris before this project started. Like, yo, I used to love guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, middle through high school, I was the guitar geek. 
and something happened when I started college, and I was just like into filmmaking, so I bought a DSLR to make videos and mm-hmm. made some short films in community college. But I was like, I got to figure out how to use this camera. So like, I was making stills, and I was like, wow, this is kind of fun. Then like an older friend of mine from high school was like, hey, have you tried film? And I was like, what is this film you speak of? <laughs> and I went on eBay. I bought a Canon A1 for like 70 bucks, went to Walmart, bought some cheap color film. And I just said, hey, to some friends, let's go to Georgetown, which is like, to like Boston, it's like Cambridge. It's like this chicky, expensive area, but there's like, yeah, it's fun. Um, I went there and shot a bunch of rows and I was like, wow, these photos are beautiful. They look flawless. I don't have to edit them. And I just went down the rabbit hole of film photography Mm. and- That's yeah. actually a really good price for an AE one, seventy bucks. That's yeah. nice. Um, and so, like, were you able to take it? Did your high school have a? Was this in high, this was in high school, right? Or it was just after I graduated. I was okay. like eighteen, nineteen. So, were you still able to have like access to a dark room? That was that's the, huge. It was yeah. so lit because I remember like I had friends who were like juniors of mine when I was a senior, and literally they were like, "Hey, like Miss Holiday, our like photography teacher, like you can come into the dark room after school." So. I literally walked in her dark room and was like learning how to process black and white film by myself. And it was, it was like this, like, you know, like in like the beginning of Zelda where it was like, yo, take this sword because you need it. It's like, <laughs> that's what it felt like. It was like, you, you get all you need in this one moment. And like, Greg, sit in this dark room. <laughs> Do what you need. Yeah. I mean, it is, a, it's like a nice process because I took a, a film class in high school. My mm. senior year, I just needed to fill like an elective. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So like I never, I never did anything more because I think mm-hmm. the access to a dark room is like the big, you can take all the film shots you want, but mm-hmm. you can't like process. It's just I don't know if this was the same experience for you, but just being in the dark room and just kind of like you can meditate. In yeah, there. honestly, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's kind of like composing music. Like it's just a a very peaceful place. But um, after I like got like you know the bare bones down, I remember I went to B and H Photo, which is like this little photo website. I bought all the chemicals and changing bags and shit, and I was just at my house developing film, and I'm lucky that my dad was, like, cool with me hanging, you know, film strips up in the bathroom to dry, and, yeah. What a wholesome story. So, um, at BU, is that when you, like, you say, like, oh, I'm getting film developed, do they, like, do it for you now? No, so, like, when I, so what I've been doing is when I started shooting photography, I shot a lot of color because mm-hmm. Walmart had cheap color film, mm-hmm. and black and white is fun and all because you can process it, like, as soon as you get home and dry it, but, like, I mean, sometimes you want color, mm-hmm. but thing is, color gets pricey because, like, it's usually, like, five bucks to develop, and then, like, another five to get a scan to a CD, and over, like, you know, the years, I've shot, like, probably 50 rolls of color film. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, I have all these rolls that just been sitting in shoeboxes. I don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And slowly, slowly, I've been, like, processing them again. And I'm lucky that um, Hunt's Photo and Kenmore, they do it at a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, like I'm doing Europe to, like, basically make money. Mm-hmm. And it and there were some weeks this semester where I was like, all right. I already know half my paycheck's going to like, you know, film. film but yeah. it's like that thing of like art as yeah. therapy and art is like, wow, I really, really like like this mm-hmm. to the point where like it's like the sacrifice you kinda make. Yeah. 
So I was like, I don't know. It's like Chris buying all of his studio equipment. Yeah. Well, like the same thing I'm doing. Chris Europe. is always allotting music, to, <laughs> yeah. allotting money to buy new stuff. For the Europe example, I have Europe this summer and I'm like, okay, out of like half of this, like what, what's going, to, what, what am I saving? What am I spending on yeah. like new mm-hmm. recording stuff? Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen Chris when he got his new cart that he totes around stuff in. Oh, this is probably the <laughs> best purchase of all time. So. Is this from Sweetwater? No, well, <laughs> most of the stuff is I get is from Sweetwater, um, unless like it's something you need to try out. Um, but this, so this cart's from Amazon. It was like fifty bucks. I got it on sale because all I was sick and tired of just like hauling all this heavy ass recording stuff. Like my interface is pretty pretty heavy, plus all the mic stands and like um, it it just adds up. So this cart. You can catch Chris with the roller backpack card, essentially. Basically, except except it's like uh, this heavy, like the wheels are thick (laughs) and it holds up to like 300 pounds. It's a cart. That sounds fun, actually. Yeah, and it's actually right outside this door. (laughs) Um, Honestly, the best, I think my most exciting like studio purchase has been my cart. (laughs) You need to take care of your stuff, like for real. Like, I don't know, like. There's also like I've thought so many times like I mean yeah digital is cheap it's out there is mm-hmm. you can shoot and instantly get everything but like I'm gonna like kind of like cringe at my own thoughts here but like the film like that that grain you mm-hmm. get and like the the texture it just looks a certain way and right. like and so you can like change like, that texture too with like the type of film and it's and yeah things. it's like with digital it's like okay all this post-processing work and filters and you know just so much work but with film it's kind of like there's all these different like you know emulsions you can choose from you know there's like kodak portra or kodak ektar and like if you want to change the whole look you just drop in a new role right and so do you like to do more portraits or landscapes or kind of like street photography stuff where you're like in and out and then that's it i'm glad you mentioned street photography because like when i first got into it my friend who like introduced me to photography in a serious way was like yo street photography is where it's at so like i had a bias towards loving that stuff but also when you live in the suburbs it's kind of hard to practice it a lot so Mm -hmm. i remember just kind of like trying my best to get street shots like i would make trips to dc but like I don't know. I guess my style is just anything. Like, yeah. I, I'll do a portrait. I hate stage stuff. Like, I try to do senior portraits. Mm. I didn't like that. Um, well, I know that you said that you're working on a zine right now. So what, like, style are you kind of focusing on for that? I think it's documentary. Okay. Like, I think this this zine is literally just, like, the stuff I've seen over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. It's not like a... Ooh, consistent symbols or whatever. And like some people are bomb ass wedding photographers or they're bomb ass portrait or like, you know, they have a established as high issue and Mm -hmm. I just don't really have that. I I just know I get bored like staging people Mm -hmm. and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think with the street photography too, especially like it would be, I'm really fascinated when people do street photography and film. Like it's street photography they go hand the, in hand and because like you have to get all the settings right like in an instant you know? mm-hmm. like i think it's very easy to go through rolls and like oh yeah it, it, like it's it's definitely an expensive thing because at least with digital you can be like okay like you know you you can if you want to do it all manually you can and like you can change things i guess quicker and more on the fly mm-hmm. 
That's just like my own. I'm not like a photography expert. That's just from my own like that one class that I took. A lot of people, <laughs> honestly, though. One high school elective. Yeah, they, one high school elective knows everything about yeah. photography. <laughs> I, I've met a lot of people who have said like, you know, they started, they got more comfortable with their street work because of film because it's like when you have these big ass DSLRs, these long lenses, you can look like, you know, a creepy guy or people mm. can look at you like, what you doing? But when you have like, a camera from like the eighties, people loosen up and like, oh wow, like this is a nice knit knack or they look at you as more of like a hobbyist versus like maybe you're gonna like take their identity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. New ID. <laughs> <laughs> um so you have this kind of wild story that I really like and I want you to tell about how you met Slash. Slash, yeah. <laughs> from from Guns N' Roses in case there's people born after 2000. <laughs> <laughs> and realistically, there are. Yes, there like are. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, I when I had my guitar phase, this was 8th grade or 7th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernie Ball is a guitar string company, and I bought strings from them because I just love that brand. And I was changing strings one time over the summer, and I grab a pack of strings that I bought probably a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. I was just like, I got to keep my strings stocked. And then, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I never, my worst fear was to like break a string and be like, oh, I have nothing and I got to go to the store. So these strings were sitting there. And I remember I opened the pack and something drops out. It's literally a golden guitar pick. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is, are they giving me free goodies now? And like, <laughs> I, I looked at the pick and I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I looked at this tiny piece of paper that came with it. it was like congrats you just won uh our our gold prize and i was like what is this and it said i want a trip to los angeles to meet slash and it, yeah this sounds so fake like so uh, fake. like this story this this whole event happened like 2010 and now it's 2018 the more i say it the more it sounds like that never it happened to me so fake. <laughs> but like I remember telling my mom, my brother, my dad, like, you know, you tell your family members this stuff here. Mom, I want a trip to meet Slash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, son, you just got scammed. And like, I feel like I wouldn't believe it till I was like shaking his hand. So like, I remember like getting like the the thing, right? So like I go on my desktop and I'm like typing the little winner code Mm -hmm. and I get an email from an Ernie Ball representative saying like, hey, what's up? And it's like, they quickly realize, hey, you're like, 14 so you can't just like go by yourself across the country and so luckily they were cool and like paid for my my aunt to get a plane ticket and i remember like this sounds so like fake but like i remember like okay me and my auntie getting on this plane to california they paid for a hotel too and literally the (laughs) next and um the next day we're at guitar center in los angeles which is an incredible establishment if you like music because they have all these handprints from like Stevie Wonder and ACDC and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And they have like a platinum room. Like most guitar students have a platinum room. But this right. room is like, I'm talking six figure instruments. Like yeah. it's something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I'm, I was literally inches away from Slash. And he, it was me and like literally nine other people who won too. So it was a small room. That's so funny. He played like Sweet Child of Mine, and he oh was just my God. yeah. He he just like you know played some classic Guns uh-huh. N' Roses songs. Like yeah, this is a story behind this song, and like I remember the question I asked him because he was like, just kind of like freestyling before 
he had to speak mm-hmm. and i was just like excellent but like how do you like improvise as a musician and like he answered my question like so real and so like he looked me in the eyes and it was just like i don't know it was a moment You're a real you know person yeah yeah because like in fifth grade like i kid you not i listened to like appetite of destruction mm-hmm. like every damn day like so it was like it was like meeting an idol moment yeah that's mm. wild those are like remember when you did you guys ever read like j14 or those like weird little like teeny bopper magazines yeah. where you could like send in three dollars and you would maybe win like the wig that nick Jonas <laughs> wore in like <laughs> one of his videos yeah but like they seem fake as heck you know like this like the nickelodeon sweepstakes of like yeah. winning 50 grand it's just yeah. like, people win those things apparently. you can win those and i think like going back to 2010 like that seems recent but still at that time like there was like the tech like wow. technology was a thing you know like iPhones were yeah. a thing yeah. but like we still were not like there was still an overlap we were still a lot i guess we're we were we didn't we, trust yeah. strangers on the internet yeah. yeah yeah let me let me tell you about how 2010 i had girlfriends on AIM and like <laughs> i felt like i was cool cuz it was like <laughs> Like, it was, I don't know, like, I think about it now, now I'm like, that's kind of scary and, like, <laughs> pre-Catfish era, but I was yeah, in there, wow. and it's just, like, I don't know, maybe I was trailblazer. I was, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was meeting, meeting strange people on the internet before I Let knew it, be it was a thing. Greg McKnight just did a weird little pioneer jaunt. <laughs> yeah. You saw chair. him, like, slashing the forest, like, yeah, <laughs> is a picking literally hand. trailblazing the, <laughs> the AIM world. <laughs> Wow, prequel oh to Catfish. Because you could, like... AIM was so weird because you could, like, set your status for, like, so many quirky things. Like, yeah. I remember one time I set my thing so whenever time I got a message, uh, In the End by Linkin Park played, like, oh. you could do some weird, <laughs> heinous shit on AIM. That's so painful. That is so bad. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, it's about time that we do... Our brand new every ten, which I am unfolding on a Starbucks pastry bag. <laughs> okay, yeah. Did you write this at work? I did write this at work. <laughs> Shout out Starbucks Coffee Company. <laughs> Shout out to the Starbucks. If your drink sucked, it's because Haley was, <laughs> I was writing the every ten. Writing the every ten. Um. Okay. So, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'll start so I can try and get accustomed to right. the uh, the questions. handwriting. The handwriting. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh coffee black or four cream and sugar oh my god black every time that says with cream and sugar oh <laughs> Just... oh, oh. <laughs> oops <laughs> moving on um what was the last book you read yikes um <laughs> wikipedia.com uh the brief wonders life of oscar wilde by juno diaz that's a pulitzer prize winner oh, really what? Wow. Do you read? Do you read Me, a lot of books? I'm an English major. Oh, <laughs> wow! Okay, wow. <laughs> like no, that was the, that was such a dick Greg answer. Just <laughs> <some> <laughs> <looks>. <laughs> like, okay, okay, relative. Last do year, you read like a lot of books. Last year, I read a ton of books. I read 45 last year. Jeez. Wow. And this year, I'm probably just gonna stay at 40. I don't know. I've been picking up comic books this year, so. Mm, nice. Impressive. I, I don't remember the last time I read a book. <laughs> I read a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, music yeah, I read a lot of music. Who would you resurrect for, from the dead for 
what does that say? One conversation. Oh, who, uh, so who would you resurrect from the dead for one conversation? Prince. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. What sitcom best represents your life? Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> headphones or earbuds headphones that crinkle is the starbucks pastry bag everybody can you hear it yeah, let's get it right next to the yeah. mic um, luscious <laughs> delicious crunch um have you ever had a run-in with the law Ooh. luckily not seriously i've been pulled over before mm. i've never been pulled over knock on wood Sweet or savory breakfast? Sweet. Oh, wow. Interesting. Halloween or Christmas? Oh, Christmas. Hmm. Easy. I'm with you there. Come on, Chris. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's so dramatic. <laughs> oh, what's what's your desert island movie pick? Oh, well, that's hard for I you. I realize. That. Damn. A lot of movies. <laughs> Uh, wow. Films. I'm just going to say Moonlight, because let's just be mm. sad in the desert. Okay, yeah. You know <laughs> let's what? just cause if, I sad. Like if I have to choose one emotion for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad and gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. It's a good movie, though. And finally, when was the last time you wore denim on denim? Like, Nine year, not even probably. Oh I was like God. elementary school when I had the old navy denim jacket and the denim jeans. Yeah, the boots with the fur. Yeah, yes. People are either mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I wore it yesterday," or they're like, "I wore it when I was two. Like, <laughs> like, there's... there's a picture of me from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sepia burnt up photograph. <laughs> Civil War style, you can't smile. <laughs> yeah, it's on like a glass plate, not even on paper. <laughs> Chiseled into papyrus paper. Uh, well, 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 that is the show. That's the um, show. Thanks for listening. Um, We're happy to be back. We are happy to be back. Um, nobody knows what month it is right now. Yeah. But we're happy to be back. <laughs> Maybe we'll hit May at this point. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Per usual, give us five stars on iTunes. Share this. Tell your friends. Follow our Instagram. It's at Denim on Denim Podcast. Can, can I follow. plug my Instagram? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, I'm at Greg in the pocket, and that's also my Twitter handle. Also so your Twitter handle, yeah. Yeah. Greg tweets some wholesome shit. I 10 out of 10 <laughs> recommend you should, go, <laughs> you should go follow his Twitter. Um, but yeah, you can follow me as well. My Twitter is at Dungeon Kid. My Instagram is at Haley Arana. Uh, kids, you know where to find me. Um, I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Oh so, uh, I guess. <laughs> Does anyone remember when Elliot was like, "You can find me in the street"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. You can find Elliot in the street, and then you can smack him right across the face in the street with the white glove that's denim lined. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for listening. We miss you, we love you. See you, Spoon.